All right, all right, all right, all right. Somebody once said, welcome back. I told you I'd be back in a few minutes, and here I am for the last live stream video thing. I don't even know what this one's going to be. Basically, I invited people to this, and then uh, I invited other people to this, and then I invited other people to this. So I don't know uh, who's going to be showing up. But again, if you're just seeing this, my name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindy.org. That's a nonprofit news site covering Antonio Derby and Seymour in the lower Naugatuck Valley of Connecticut. And this is the Great Give 2022 Valley Indy live stream. We are participating. I am participating in the Great Give. I am one of the many nonprofits, almost 450 total, that benefits from today's online fundraising effort. And the Great Give is a 36-hour online fundraiser. It started at 8 a.m. this morning. It goes all the way until tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And I'm trying to raise $15,000 for the Valley Indy. And, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer. At the same time, I am trying to promote other nonprofits and give a taste of what the Valley Indy does every day. Uh, so I've interviewed a number of nonprofits and I put donation links to every nonprofit in the Valley participating in this here event. And so far, uh, I think I just said this, but I'll look again. The Valley Indy, uh, we've raised 62% of our $15,000 goal. So far, $9,227 has been raised. Oh, there's somebody in the waiting room, but you know what? I have to do one last thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, before I let somebody in, I have to go to the Valley Indy Facebook page, grab our live stream, assuming I'm doing it in the right place. And I must be because somebody's waiting. Hold on one second to the person waiting. I just have to grab this. And put it where it needs to be. So uh, you know what? I'll do it later. I'm not going to, this one will just be a Facebook exclusive. So uh, it's 9.55 PM. Let's start admitting people. There's a John. I don't know which John this is. Let's see who this is, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to be surprised along with me. Definitely losing my voice. I think it's all the dust on this microphone. So there is a John here. It's Johnny Amenta. Yeah, it is. From the <clears throat> Pina Comics podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a few minutes early. What's going on, John Amenta? Oh, are we live now? Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. As, as I as I said, I believe in the email I sent you a week ago, you would be joining a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I, I I skimmed it. I didn't really read it. Just skimmed it. Oh, good. That's 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 done you a lot of good because now yep. yeah, you you are live. Uh, this is the Valley Indie Great Give live stream. John hosts with his buddy Lloyd Pint O Comics which is a podcast that's been around. I don't know when it, it's a, it's Connecticut based. Connecticut based. Uh, oh, we have somebody else coming in. When did you first, this is John Marini. When did you first launch the podcast? 2017, five years. We just celebrated five years. 
Oh, congratulations. On Thank that. you. Thank and you. would you say, John, in terms of the influence that I've had personally on you and the yeah. podcast that I create, there's one for the Valley Indy called Naval Gazing. And there's another one I do on the weekends for, for giggles called Insufferable Bastards. Have I had a major influence on your content and attitudes or a very major influence on your content and, and attitudes? Where would you be without me? I guess I'm trying to ask. Okay. Could I give the answer of very, very? Don't curse. I won't. I know. I know. This is uh, this is your your uh, your day job. Yeah, I get it. Even though you look like you are coming to us live from a strip club, just wanted to say that. You know. <laughs> I know. Maybe that's why people aren't donating like they did in years past. Well, what what happened here? Right, my uh, my my daughter. I have a I have a third grader. And uh, she uh, got wind that I'm doing this live on Facebook. My wife had the laptop ocean, uh, open and my daughter started yelling. I, I, these are her LED lights that I stole from her. Uh, that's, that's how lean and, and literally mean the Valley Indy is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we have such a low budget. I am stealing my uh, nine-year-old daughter's LED lights for decorations during the Great Give. You can't get any more uh, well, that's uh, good. Lean. That's how good we are with the money. Yeah, thank you for noticing. So I don't know what we're going to talk about. There, there's like a million people in this one. Oh, good. I see there's a John Marini. I'm asking him to unmute. I guess in general, you know, uh, uh, John Marini has something going on with a uh, video store in Shelton, like uh, Shelton, Connecticut, which is uh, they're bringing back a video store or something like that. And then he's got uh, sci-fi at the Strand he wanted to talk about. Scary Larry. Oh, wait, we've got other people coming in, too. Everybody's here. The party's all here. So we can touch upon that. Uh, and uh, the, my, old, my old buddy Spears is coming in. He's a special effects makeup artist who uh, Amenta just ruthlessly bullies uh, yeah. online yeah. all the time. And then there's Scary Larry Dwyer, who in the description, when I sent this out, and I, I, I might have even published it uh, on valleyindy.org, uh, Scary Larry Dwyer is like the Charles Grodin of Connecticut podcasts. He's like the guest every talk show wants to have. Or for a sports reference, he's the Marv Albert. You remember Marv Albert would go on to yes. Letterman, yeah. right? He'd always have his like his bloopers or something like that. And Letterman would always go, this is my favorite Letterman line of all time. Yeah. When my next guest's on, people ask, who canceled? And then he'd bring out Marv Albert. I just love right. that. So, uh, and there's Brian Spears. Hey, Brian. Hello, hello. So Brian and I, Brian's my lifelong friend. Uh, when the, uh, I have, in, in my only friend. I mean, let's be honest right here. We'll get Amenta talking. He can't stand me. Amenta hates me. Larry's on the fence. Uh, Marini puts up with me because he has to sometimes. Sure. But uh, Brian and I host a podcast uh, on the weekends called Insufferable Bastards, where we just bash Marvel movies nonstop. Uh, and I, I, I suggest everyone should listen to it. But I'm not here to promote that. What I wanted to, uh, maybe we'll start with, uh, maybe I'll flip a coin. Right here. I'm, it's actually a pencil. Let's start with Mr. John Marini. Because John, the first thing I want to ask you about is this Shelton video store. Because uh, I know, it, it, are they bringing back a video store? I'm a former video store employee, everybody. Not only am I a former video store employee, I managed a video store back in the day. Not only was I an employee, not only did I manage one. Hulu recently came out with a documentary, a true crime documentary based on my boss, 
who uh, embezzled $365 million, was part of this uh, criminal conspiracy, uh, the brains of which is still on the run from Johnny Law. So that's my background. Uh, Ed Reiner's. Yeah, yeah. Hulu just came out. It was a multi-part uh, documentary. Nobody asked me to be in it. You know, nobody, they're not donating to the Valley Indy during the Great Give. I, I don't hold any resentments. But so, John, what is going on with this video store? So Eugene, let me point out, Larry also has some video store history. You know, he was telling some stories about uh, making up the horror section. This yeah. is a, uh, this is a, for, for all ages. So let's keep that in mind when we talk about Larry in the video store. Yeah, well, no. Well, I mean, John is right. I, uh, I was in charge of setting up the horror section at Channel One Video in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, long, long, long ago. Um, also got in trouble a lot for ordering things I wasn't supposed to. Because, um, as you know, videotapes back then cost about 90 bucks. You know, and an order for 1974's Deranged came in, and the owner's like, who the heck ordered this thing? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This is the real Ed Gein story. And uh, it just didn't fly. I, they, they, he didn't. Uh, he kept me around begrudgingly. That's true. Back in the day, yeah, people forget that a single movie, because I ordered, I managed the store after uh, the owner got put in federal prison. Uh, his <laughs> wife, he left behind his wife, and, and, and she put my idiot at that time dropped out of college drunk but in charge and yeah it was like 99 bucks so what i would do this is my genius plan i would go to walmart or the target of the day and i bought like king kong versus godzilla right for five bucks put that anything you what i loved about video stores anything you put on the new release shelf people would just rent it oh yeah it was like that's where i realized i'm like man i should start making uh marvel movies and turning comic books into movies because people will see anything as long as it's there and in front of them they will see it it was it was miraculous and and also, it's that's that's why so many of the old video stores made so money, so much money off of pornography, uh, there because they were way cheaper than yeah. the ninety nine dollar. Uh, anyway, so uh, all right, so uh, back to you, family John. show, really family show. Despite their lights and the mustache, it's a family show, right? I, I hope. I think um, so. The video store, John, right? I got to so tell you, all right. The the head of the Democratic Party, Ansonia, hit me with the worst insult of the day. That's your number no. two. But I just want you to know <laughs> that the uh, political rival hit me even worse. So they go the low. They go. They go low. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's no surprise. But the video store, right? So Video Seven in Shelton, owner Bob Achille, appears to be the uh, the oldest original owner operated video store in the country. And the reason this has come up is that Bob has uh, teamed up with a YouTuber, Chris McHugh. So it turns out that there, there's actually a, uh, a local Connecticut YouTuber. Um, his channel is instantly dated. So if you go on YouTube and find instantly dated, it's one of those nostalgia channels where you know he talks about everything from old Nintendo games to old movies. And I guess what happened is that Chris was driving by the store one day, um, realized that it was still operational, and he ends up introducing himself to Bob and actually putting together a really neat video and interview with Bob, which is, which is at that instantly dated uh, YouTube site now. And um, they're trying to collaborate on a way to bring the store back in some form. Because as you might imagine, bringing it back as it originally was is a little difficult. You know, not wait, everyone wait. has their VA, uh, their VCR anymore. I'm not confused though. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but so this video store, he drew, it wasn't in business, right? No, it, is. I mean, it wasn't it was in business the entire time. So what do you mean bring it back? 
That's where I'm confused. Bring it back in a more, I, I, I guess, in a more prominent way. So the, the way it's been okay. is it's been sort of open on demand. So if you drive up to video seven, you'll see a note on the door and the note is basically, hey, if you want to come in, give me a call. And so oh, Bob wow. doesn't live at, at the premises. He lives nearby and he'll run over and open it up. And um, so Larry and I actually checked it out. We met with both Bob and Chris a couple of weeks back, um, kind of having a general discussion about, you know, ways that video seven might return. And um, everything is as it was back oh, as, yeah. as you might remember is it vhs oh yeah it's vhs but is there new discs or uh or does has he moved to like blu-ray or there are some blu-rays okay. however it's predominantly old school vhs um there's a video does he sell back. vhs so he's held on to most of it I, okay. I guess he tells us that there was someone who came by made him an offer he couldn't refuse years ago he sort of regrets it but he's pretty adamant that he's got a great deal of his stock not only on display but i guess there's a basement full of old vhs and movie posters oh wow and so he's basically sitting on you know a, a virtual time capsule of uh, of a movie store and um you know he's experimenting with different ideas and ways to get get attention and i think he does have in mind to start auctioning so does he have what's the floor space like like is oh. it a big store is it a tiny shop is it it's relatively small it's not a, okay. it's not a huge store by any means it's really for brian for reference it's like mazio's uh where we grew okay up. All right. it's a, yeah All it's right. not like a it's not like a blockbuster it's more of a but it's wall to wall it's no no i get that i guess that's like the, every... the question because I follow, I don't know, there's all these horror sites now, and there's a video store that always pops up in L.A., like Slashback or something like that. Slashback do... video. Yeah, that's yeah, that, so... dude, that Connecticut guy, uh, the the producer from the new Halloween movies. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan. Turek or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. Slashback. Yeah, so they, they do like a kind of a roving video store, and it seems to do fairly well. I mean, I don't know if they rent any. I don't know. It's, it seems to be more to like go in there and take pictures and have fun. It's yeah. more of a get together, but it looks like the place is bigger, you know, where you can host things and have it more interactive. Right. So like, yeah, it's John, it's how did you quarters. get But we got a video, you know, every, it, many of the details have been meticulously preserved from the board above the uh, sales register that has the, you know, the specials and the membership rates, the actual video cards themselves. So we actually got, uh, you know, you can get your own laminated video seven card on the same card stock that, that was, uh, you know, the originals were cut from um, and, you know, the, the movies themselves, you know, and, and posters just to, to flash back to that, even the NES section. So, you know, the old Nintendo and uh, Genesis rental section is there complete with the old boxes. And um, so there's just a lot of stuff you, you just haven't seen in that way uh, for some time. John, how did you get involved in this? And like, how come you're spreading the word about this? So I had been familiar with the store being in the area um, and happened to come on some postings from Video 7. Uh, I, I guess Bob had you know, revved up the Facebook after some time. And I made a couple posts about, you know, him maybe showing some of the old VHS tapes. And uh, then Chris McHugh, who's the, the YouTuber, responded to that. And that led to some conversations and then, you know, Larry and I going down. Um, so 
you know, in, in terms of VHS in general, it, it's sort of something that I collected since the old stores shut down. Um, I probably was old enough to work there. I, I think though, when you guys had your jobs, I was maybe nine or ten. Yeah. And so I rub that in. Vote right. a little oh. bit on, on that. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to be accurate and just just want to be precise on. I know, have the the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Donnie Brasco VHS uh, above me, and I had the Ed Wood's Oscar screener at one point, but I think I lost it, and I don't know, a drunken night of something. So yeah, yeah that is pretty fascinating. Uh, and for that, those that, who aren't really create like who they, who I think Larry's gone for it some stuff, but you know, oh, for those that whip may out not our VHS, I got action here is that the VHS covers, you know, are something entirely different. They have these, these big physical items, right. Uh, with, with these, with, with these kind of like vinyl, right. The album covers, yeah. right. They're really, the visual component was really important to selling the movie and they stand out in a way that your, your copies of, uh, you know, your Blu-rays or your DVDs generally don't. And I have a pretty big collection. Stuff Put that, that down, I Larry. Have have Sorry. bought from a lot of the stores when they went out of business. Although I'll tell you, one tape that I never got—that's probably the tape that made up one of the biggest impressions on me when I was little. Larry has it, and it's May I Gourmet guess? Zombie Chef oh. from Hell. Now, Larry, you got to have that somewhere, maybe. That to... uh, it's it's tucked away. I just I just Spears is holding up Skinamax. Oh, there's Nightbreed. Yeah, sure. Oh. I, and I, I say, had to pull up this. I had to pull up the Star Wars for today, right? Just, I mean, just the flex. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, nice. This could be Text. the entire Matt broadcast. Dillon. Yeah, we we can <laughs> we can keep going. Well, look, Brian, you, I just want to point out Brian is a special effects makeup artist. So yes, those are topless mannequins he has. Every time he gets up, that's what uh, he's running scared. Billy running Crystal, scared. the old. Yeah. Uh, did and I come out after a lethal, my, lethal weapon? I got my Boba Fett behind there, my star, my my own Star Wars action right. figure. Well, don't call I, attention to that. I'm actually more uh, interested in the fact that Brian looks like he's uh, broadcasting from inside one of James Cameron's submarines. Like, what's with the? <laughs> are you in front of a? I can't tell what's happening. Are you in front of a giant tank of water? Or? He's trying to fish the uh, heart of the ocean yeah. from uh, <laughs> from inside this the is, Titanic. It's because I never use a computer, and this room is. I'm redoing my house, so everything is in this room right now. This Literally, room is underwater, drums. apparently. That, that's an over, uh, you know, dude, it's called lighting, guys. Oh, sorry. It's, my fault. it's, it's it, excellent, excellent. Movie I mean, lighting. guys, it's I just watched Doctor Strange and like the love machine, and like this is what's in there. Larry <laughs> nice. looks like he's at a Walmart, and Amenta looks like he's in a self storage unit somewhere. <laughs> I am, I'm in Larry's self storage unit. <laughs> yep. And Marini, the young guy, is the only one that looks respectable. All right, so that's the video star. I'm, I am interested to see where that goes. Uh, like, yeah, and in terms of bringing it back, is there like an idea to put like a coffee shop in there with it? Uh, my 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 criminal room, video store. We yeah. tried we tried ice cream. It didn't work out. I think the size sort of precludes that sort of thing, and and I think he's going to go more towards bringing that video experience through social media. Yeah, I was going to um, say that's auctions, hosting interviews. Yeah, because you really don't have. I got room. a lot of nerd friends and they're all into that collecting and they'd like to just go look at it like he'd probably get like there'll be people that will travel to go oh, yeah. see that. Definitely. And the instantly dated uh, Chris McHugh through instantly dated has even created an app. And the idea is to potentially per, uh, push this idea of I, I maybe seeing live auctions. Well, one of the ideas we thought of, right, was 
um, you know, slowly unveiling, you know, maybe going into the basement, taking out stuff. Um, I, I guess the way the posters are laid out and the way he's got stuff boxed up, he's not even sure what's down there. And the idea might be, you know, to do a live auction where he opens it up for the first time um, in, in, in a decade or more and then have the live auction right there. And we tried the concept out, right? We figured, all right, let, let's see how this would work. Because he has those standees, you know, the, the standees, the, you know, the cardboard uh, advertisements um, that could be pretty uh, interesting, right? The three-dimensional images and uh, that, that stand up in the store to advertise the films. So he went down and brought up a never-before-open box, right? And we got really excited, you know, was it going to be maybe Critters? Was it going to be Goodfellas? It's fern going. So we got all pumped up, you know, he even filmed it and he opens it up. Harry Potter. <laughs> I was happy. I like Harry Potter. I was fine. Yeah, Larry was but, really but, kind of yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, seeing Ron but... Weasley's face come out of it. But the really creepy part of it, though, was realizing that that movie was decades old. Yeah. Right. That's what it I feel is. about uh, Lord of the Rings. I have that on VHS, and I'm like, that just came out like two years ago. How do I have a VH copy of that? Yeah, uh, yeah it, it just feel old. And uh, John Amenta from Pita Comics uh, up there, and at least on my screen uh, in the corner. Maybe he's on the actually he's, he's in the in the center uh, in the broadcast. But is there a particular VHS tape that sticks? What are you pointing to? I'm watching two things. Uh, is there a particular VHS tape that sticks out in your mind that you saw in uh, in your childhood? Like you just mean like going into the store and and looking at the tapes and something that like I wanted to see in particular, or no? I mean uh, like I always Frankenhooker want a date that was magic you know that was that was forget star wars and industrial light and magic forget tron forget the first star trek motion picture for me growing up it was always going into a video store pressing that and hearing i believe her name was patty mullen say want a date want a date want a date so with any clamshells or particular uh, box cover art that uh, was burned into your brain growing up uh well ones that i i saw that i enjoyed um they call me Bruce from uh, uh, probably 1982. That was something me and my friends rented, you know, every other weekend. Uh, Revenge of the Ninja with Sho Kazugi. Um, stuff like that was was really big. Uh, I'll tell you one that like the box cover art is burned into my brain, but I never saw the movie. But it was one of those one of those movies that they always had the poster up at our it was called our video. I grew up in Middletown. Um, that was the mom and pa shop I went to from the time I was a kid to to whenever, you know, but it was a horror movie called Slaughterhouse with a giant fat guy on the cover. Um, oh, yeah, that poster was just like up for like 12 years. And then there was another movie that I uh, I actually me and Lloyd went to the archive last year one day and I, I saw the movie there and I had I literally had like a out of body experience remembering seeing this poster all the time it was called lust in the dust and oh sure oh yeah. yeah 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 i don't know if it was if it was the vines like, in that right the i vine. think so yeah yeah so just it was more of of an experience of just going in and, and looking at the new release wall and uh and and the posters and getting drawn into movies that way because we didn't have the internet we didn't have constant trailers so you had to discover things through through that kind of experience. And I, I will say, I want to throw this out there real quick. The only VHS tape I own anymore, because uh, when my when I changed over to DVDs 20 years ago, I, I sold my collection off. Uh, I have one from Mr. Brian Spears. He gave me a copy at CT Horror Fest 
of Stallone's Judge Dredd. So I have that up on my shelf somewhere back here. Nice. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. I'm not looking yeah, yeah, for yeah. a soundbite. <laughs> go, go, go ahead and play it. Go ahead Larry, and play it. Larry, let's talk about <coughs> cult classics. Uh, you have tickets going on sale for your next uh, showing coming up. Yep, uh, tickets go on sale this Friday, actually, at uh, ConnecticutCultClassics.com for our June 18th double feature at the Wait, Strand Larry, I have Seymour. to interrupt you. Oh, I that's fine. Go, go right ahead. It's your show. You. I'm just kidding. I love Judge oh, Dredd. God. I absolutely love Judge Dredd. I do. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, voice sorry, sounded go ahead, familiar. Go ahead. The voice sounded familiar. It was that's Johnny. That's Johnny Ganache. Yeah, I knew I was. <laughs> I was being facetious. Uh, yeah, June eighteenth, we're uh, we're showing a double feature of uh, Clive Barker's Hellraiser and Hellbound Hellraiser two. Whoa! Uh, tickets. Uh, it's a double feature I've been trying to show for six years, um, but licensing uh, has always been way too expensive. Um, and I worked out a deal between them and. Um, for with the strand because the strand needed a new blu-ray player so we got that for them and able to make this work and, and finally show these two uh at the theater so that's going to be a really good time i remember hellraiser as a kid i mean i grew up with brian so we watched all our movies together and i remember hellraiser being a particularly tough experience to sit through like that it is and maybe it's just the you know the little kid in me i haven't seen it in a hundred thousand years but that's a gory movie it's kind of rough right i know it gets it gets ridiculous as the franchise uh went yeah on, but that first yeah, one yeah. right it packs a punch am i right or those, am I wrong? those first two yeah definitely the first one's slow uh, especially watching it now um but the special effects there are like when uh, when Frank is forming, you know, the blood drops into the, the wood and the attic and Frank is forming from the underneath the floorboards. It's you know, walking around with no skin. And it's pretty it's pretty grotesque. It's really well done for the budget they had. They had no budget. and They did a really good job with it. And it's Come not a, it's, it's not a slasher movie. It's like, you know, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. And, you know, yep. back in our day, because we're old. You know, hell was a big deal. Like you would always hear, "You're going to hell. You're going to hell." Like, so right. that was a that, wait. That nobody shows... says that anymore. Hell has disappeared as a concept. No, because now so. there's there's you know now Earth is worse. So, <laughs> well, Brian, in terms because I do remember like the, the 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 effects in that movie being particularly uh, like slimy and wet, and it's like you could almost smell the film. Uh, was there was that a famous uh, special effects makeup artist? Do you know who did that? Uh, Bob Keen and I know Gary Tunnicliffe was in the crew. Oh man, but Bob Keen was probably the guy in charge. Uh, it was all it was uh, Nightbreed. Uh, (laughs) um, he's a big London, uh, England guy, and I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in the crew that all went on. Like Mark Collier worked on a couple things. I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that probably were under what they did. I don't know. I mean, that was a very even rawness in the makeups like that was a the first movie is like uh it's a bad example but kind of like uh it's more howling than american world of london like there's no polish to that movie it's very like dirty it's grimy yeah Yeah, it's grimy even the effects are like all it's underlit but i mean to this day anytime i would do a skinned person anytime that you have to do a skin makeup you know you're always in the shop putting on a hellraiser movie you're talking about frank you're talking like it, it's never a movie that goes away. Yeah. 
And Absolutely. isn't the co-star of that, if I remember correctly, it's a Scorpio from Dirty Harry. Dirty right? Harry, yeah. yeah. Andrew Robinson. Andrew Robinson, right. Oh, that's who's, right. who's a bit of a bit of a loon from what I understand. I've never met him, but I heard he's uh, he's pretty out there. He's also in Cobra. Yes, he is. Oh, that's oh, that's for your John Amenta. You want the John Amenta reference in there? That's because Cobra. He's a Cobra fan. You're saying? No, me? No, I just, I, I am. I, I love. Cobra. I, I like Cobra, and he's the he's the um the captain. In Cobra. The captain, yeah, yeah. I don't. I saw Cobra in the theater, but uh, I don't know. He's Dirty Harry. I mean, come on, at the end of Dirty yes. Harry, he kidnaps the bus, and he oh that guy is so good in that movie. He's the original Riddler. He's the Zodiac killer. That's what everyone's based on that now. Yep. Oh, that's true. I didn't even notice that. So that's pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, Larry's got that coming up. Obviously, it's it's in person at the Strand again. You just returned. What was the last thing you did there? Last thing I did there was, yeah, The Blob and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, My wife's favorite movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So (laughs) I showed that for her and paired it with another 1988 uh, classic there. Blob remake stands up. It's uh, it's really well done. Even though Kevin Kevin, Kevin Dillon's in it. Well, but it's I think? love that movie. I think it's so bad, but oh god, that weave on Kevin Dillon. Oh man. <laughs> That's his actual is... how dare you? Oh, There'll no, be no it's... insulting of Kevin Dillon, Bunny from uh, Platoon on this broadcast. There has got uh, some great raffles too, as part of every show, right? Sure do. So I was Lots gonna ask you, Larry. My my kids have seen Hellraiser and part mm-hmm. two. And so for some reason I was talking about this with George, and you know, Hellraiser's got uh, the series has got a great gimmick with the lament configuration, which yep. is the puzzle box, right? That, uh, you know, leads to all the trouble. So he wondered, is there a Rubik's cube version of the lament configuration? And if so, would it be a raffle prize? Well, there is a Rubik's cube version and I have it about five feet away. Um, it won't be a raffle prize cause it's mine, but there will be a lament configuration a replica, uh, and a, pretty it's would, a would it decent working one. Is there a risk it's possible with, it's with possible so i will not give it to the winner until after the show so they can take it home and uh leave wait but have you predetermined right. that his kid's gonna win already no oh, no i haven't yeah this sounds like some this kind of rigged. setup i don't this know what's oh, you think we're setting too. something up this is like should we even be on this is this illegal Amanda, do you, what's uh, going on legal. here? I, I don't know. I don't it's know. a gray area. Don't worry about it. So you open know. the Rubik's Cube and then suddenly you're, you're sitting at the Ansonia yeah. Board of Finance meeting. Is that what you're saying? What that's is the, what, yeah, that's what we don't have Cenobites in Ansonia. We have aldermen and uh, Board of Taxation members. Right. And they're definitely just not demons. They're definitely not demons. Uh, but we do have some great uh, raffles. I actually just picked up an original uh, Hellbound one sheet, which will be part of the raffle. Uh, really good shape for a 1988 poster, but got some good stuff. There's going to be uh, raffles, plenty of giveaways, good times, good times I'll, for all. I'll tell you what, I don't know if this adds to the, the popularity of Hellraiser, but we did a Hellraiser episode last year on Pine and Comics, and it was our highest rated downloaded episode for the entire year. And was it came Larry out late in the year. No, Larry, Larry oh, was supposed to be go. on it. He came hint, up, hint. He, Larry came down with a touch of something. So uh, we, we did it without him. But uh, but yeah, it got a ton of downloads. So I think people uh, love that movie. I have a Clive Barker signed Fango with Hellraiser on the cover. Nice. I got a couple of Clive. I got a Nightbreed book with Clive's autograph in it. I got a, an original uh, Blood, a Books of Blood. But nice. no, I don't. I don't have that. I'm lying. I'm oh, you should. That up. I did. I did a book report on it in like seventh grade. Yeah. But uh, Mike, yeah, Mike Simonetta, cool. our guy who does uh, puts everything on the 
on the discs and everything for us has uh, original Books of Blood signed by Clive Barker. Clive did a little drawing inside for him and everything. He used to do drawings when he would get his autograph. I don't know if he still does, but. Yeah, he was a staple at conventions, right? He was like. Yeah, a, I met him at the, the Fango Coast. in 1990. In the 90, 90 yeah. or 91. I think yeah. it was 90 because they were pumping Nightbreed. Him, yeah. and, him and Doug Bradley were there together. Yeah, oh, I met them both at that. Well, video stores and conventions. That's where it all started. Absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, Mr. Marini, the other thing you wanted to talk about here uh, was tomorrow there's a public hearing on no, i'm just kidding uh the, you wanted to talk about you have a <laughs> that's scary yes a, a screening coming up also at the strand theater oh yeah we have one too yeah of space two, balls two yeah two sci-fi comedies right what's going on when is yep, that it's on uh, may 21st the saturday night that's going to be a double feature of space balls and galaxy quest two sci-fi comedies oh galaxy um, quest is so good so excited to kind of mix it up and do something a little different we thought hey you know put something funny up there uh, it's uh, Star Wars Day, right? Isn't it? It is. So we did oh, a little, right. video, little Ansonia video on that with the uh, Mayor Cassetti and Chewbacca. So wait, uh, that's something that that's something that exists right it, now. It exists. It's it's, it's on uh, Facebook right now. Oh, I mean, okay. listen, keep it's talking. Not, let me let me find it. It's not, <laughs> not a as, city of uh, Ansonia Facebook page. Yeah, it's not. Okay. It, you know, it's not the uh, the film that the Easter Bunny experience was. It's, it's just mm. a brief little ten second thing. Yeah, John, what did, did you didn't go for? Yeah, you're quite the videographer. Uh, I got to say, I'm impressed at some of the stuff John does. Not that I can judge uh, anything, uh, but oh, actually Facebook isn't working right now. You don't, you, this is just stuff you do on your iPhone, right? You edit it. You're, this is all self-taught or did you go to like NYU? Most of that stuff, or like, something the, like the, that? The, uh, the bunny thing was an iPhone, was the newest iPhone. I keep Oh, here it is. Here it is. Wait. Oh, there's Mayor Cassetti. Is Mayor Cassetti coming to this thing? I'm supposed to interview you guys for uh, government tomorrow, wise. Is, is Cassetti yeah. showing up? We'll bring Chewbacca too. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Oh, I got Chewbacca behind me. All hey, right. We're so now have I got to go. Lightsaber in the video. Then I realized every one of my kids' lightsabers, the battery is completely dead. So I went through four lightsabers. None of them work. So I grabbed an R2D2, and uh, we have a, uh, a a special employee in City Hall. Who volunteered to be Chewbacca? She's a big Star Wars fan. We won't identify, but she's in the finance department. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know if I have permission to disclose who it is. So, can you guys see this? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There it is. Uh, no, I don't want to continue. But why do you make everything so complicated, Zuckerberg? I don't think he's listening. You got to put the the volume. Can you guys he's always that? listening. Volume. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me stop it. I didn't turn on the... Uh, all right, all right, bear with me. Bear with me. Amenta, okay. tell us something. What's your next episode of Pine of Comics while I figure this out? Uh, Deathgasm. Uh, it's Scary Lair May. We're doing uh, four, uh, the last four episodes of uh, Scary Larry's Pine of Horror Season 2 all through May. And on Friday, uh, the New Zealand uh, heavy metal uh, demon movie, Deathgasm, drops. Um, yeah, it was a fun episode. It was a fun movie. Fantastic and people, movie. And, and uh, if you're interested in uh, all kinds of pop culture talk, Pina Comics also does uh, Facebook live streams all, all the time. Uh, so people should check that out. All right. So now you guys are seeing that, right? Yes. Let me go like this. Our friends. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> all 
right. And then immediately afterward, Mayorka said he struck the Wookiee with that. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what's happening in my brain. And he just picked it up and smacked Chewie right in the head. That would uh, be terrible. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a tiny Chewbacca. I'm just taken aback by how how how, how compact Chewbacca was. Well, maybe uh, it's right a Wookiee, but it's not Chewbacca. You know, it could be it could be another one. Yeah, there's other Wookies. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. I saw uh, the book of Boba Fett. There's yes. the old man Chewbacca. Right. Uh, yeah. that well, if you saw the holiday special, the, the Star Wars holiday <laughs> special, Lumpy, you would have yeah, you would have seen there was a ton of Wookies. I've seen it, but yeah, I, I'm trying to blot that from my memory. All right, well, gentlemen. So is, jo- so is George Lucas. Right. Yeah. Like legally too. Right? Although now, yeah, it's, it's it's all been spoiled though. That's on there on that Disney Plus. Is channel. it really? No. Oh, yeah. The Star Wars the holiday, holiday special is not there, right? I don't think no. so. No. Are you well, really? I I thought I watched it with my son. Unless we were watching YouTube, we 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 watched that. Yeah, I think it, was, it might have been YouTube. It's definitely it's probably YouTube because because yeah. Glenn Baisley gave me a bootleg copy years ago. Yeah, I have a bootleg copy too. That's are so the sad. Ewok movies? I remember the Ewok movies as a kid. Oh, right? yeah. there were two There's Ewok, Ewok movies, movies. And right? I bet you. And did you guys like them? As a kid, I did. I think I did. I remember. I think I, one gave me a nightmare. But I was, and I was. I don't so remember eight. Ewok movies at all. They were. They were, they were on ABC. They were. <clears throat> they were like movie of the week right after Jedi. <clears throat> Excuse me. One was eighty four, and one was eighty five. I think. And it was uh, Wilford Brimley was in one, or at least one or okay. both, maybe. Was he an Ewok? Was he an Ewok? No, Wilford Brimley was um twenty six, but he looked like he was seventy two. <laughs> right. In, in both of them, yeah. Uh, yeah they they weren't good caravan of courage and something else yeah they weren't good let's hear it for they weren't good in comics though with the with the knowledge there look at that that's (laughs) scary they weren't good in uh return of the jedi either oh they were fine everybody hates no return they were fine it's a hard movie yeah now tonally it doesn't it doesn't work in that movie as much as i love it's a kid's movie that's where that's where it became a kid's movie i can't disagree with that I can't disagree. And I've now never, Star Wars I've never had a problem with it with Ewoks. Everybody that hates the Ewoks. I, I don't get it. It's I like, don't hate them. They're not Jar Jar Binks, but no, I agree. Yeah. They're not Jar Jar Binks. It's just they they took those first two movies. It is May, right? It's May yeah. Day, so we can discuss this. Those first two movies, or maybe it was the age I was, were landmark. When I saw Return in the theater, like lined up with all my cousins, I remember that day being like, "Whoa, this is a kids' movie." And I, I was a kid. Right. I was still in love with all the figures and all that. I was still right, but you, you have in, to realize those first two movies were kids' movies too. There was there was adult yeah. elements. They're kids' movies. Star Wars wasn't made for forty year old guys. And I love Star Wars. No, no, no I, I'm not. But, but it became more of it, well. Again, it took me out of it. They took me out of it. Made me feel. Yeah, like I, I would argue you can't animals. say. I mean, The Empire Strikes Back compared to Return of the Jedi. Uh, I mean, tonally, those are two different movies. Oh, they, no, no, you you're, know, no, you're right, you're right they're, about they're that. They're general. They're, they're not, I mean, they're not kids' movies per se. They're all age. How's that? You could watch them. Yeah, they're definitely all age. They're general admission. I'll say that. But yeah, but, I mean, the Ewoks, though, it, it just kind of, just in terms of the story, it takes you out of the narrative. It's just a weird thing. I, th- uh, I, I think Empire sticks out as being consistently more mature, but the first yeah. one is definitely a, you know, a, a going as a, a you know sci-fi serial colorful the second one kind of ups it a little bit and then the there's third still one some scariness to that first one there's still some you know the yeah like, the, like the, one, the burnt up uncle owen and aunt, blasted, uh, right 
the, the garbage, yeah. the, the trash compactor scene. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit more. Tension. But there's tension you know. in the last one as well. Towards the end, it's pretty intense. Um, I, my kids were actually scared with the Ewoks getting zapped. Remember, some of the Ewoks get killed. I wish they'd they all do. Do they? Good. Yeah. They, they get blasted. They it should have died. One of them's sad that the other uh, one gets blown away, right? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I definitely had nightmares about uh, Luke's burnt aunt and uncle in the first one. I had nightmares as a kid. It is. Yeah. By the time Return of the Jedi came out, yeah, they knew, like, oh, wow, we can make a lot of toys. We need something yeah. cuddly in yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and, and, and that's the way it is. As a kid, you know what scared me? The. Uh, what was it? The next day? What was that nuclear holocaust movie? The day after. Yeah, the day after. The day after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, terrifying. Still Very terrifying. That. And now yep. it's all coming back. It's like now we got to worry about that stuff again. It's all yep. coming back. Uh, I'll I'll tell uh, you from for me real quick. Uh, as a kid, I I saw it on like HBO or Showtime, and I should never have watched it. Was uh, the Elephant Man? Uh, oh, yeah. I was I was probably like six, and I saw, you know, and, and and you know, I get it, John Merrick, real person, everything, but like. I didn't understand it, and that scared the hell out of me. That movie. <laughs> when I was really little, the opening theme song to the Hulk freaked me out. That you know the oh the yeah yeah. That, I remember getting I, scared by an episode of Soap. Remember that 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 I love Soap. Yeah, there was one where like they do sort of a Rosemary Babies thing, and I I, I mean this is I from my room. It maybe it never happened. I could be just totally making this up, but I maybe I dreamed it. But there's one episode where like there, there's a baby in a basket and it does the, the like the demon voice and it, uh, it scared the heck out of me as a kid. Hmm. Yeah, I don't so, remember that episode, but all right. That oh, actually, you know, that happened to me. No, I'm just I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that's from my biography. But, uh, you know, I don't know, guys, I, I want to thank you all for coming on. It, it's been 34 uh, uh, minutes and uh, I, I'm done. I'm done. I got I got I got to go to bed. I don't. Did you you, uh, don't, you didn't want to touch on spookies at all? Spookies. No, spookies. That's well, very important. All right. So, very interesting here. history, Eugene. You Larry, 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 yeah. Larry, if you if you weren't aware, Larry, there's 17 episodes from last year of the oh. insufferable <laughs> bastards that mentioned spookies oh. or are about spookies. You're fine. You, you'll you'll find thought, them yeah, all right. on any podcatcher. Just look 17 in a row. I know. And here's the thing about Amenta. Like, we'll do an episode, right? But that we, was we news. The, we were we, breaking news. We had the director. We had the co-director. Co this um, week, we're talking editor. about Charles Bronson and Spookies. We got, uh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm muting you all so I can talk. Uh, we had the co-director uh, of the Spookies documentary on just like a week or two ago. And Amenta is, he starts, this is what I get from Amenta. This is what happens when you, when you host a podcast in Connecticut, right? Maybe a hundred people listen to it. Amenta starts giving me grief saying we were too mean to the co-director of speak of spookies. And, and you know, like, <laughs> no, I won't say. Oh, anything. if you only knew <laughs> we were, yeah, I, was nice. to do. I was nice. Poor oh, oh, that episode was, I laughed at it. I laughed because you guys were so you, it was just funny. It was funny. I'll leave it at that. That guy, that guy's, uh, he's got a lot of patience dealing with you two. That's for sure. No, he's oblivious. That's why it's, it's so. Uh, but nobody right. was mean to him. I'm saying, I, I guess this is really inside baseball. But I, everybody, I, we treated him with respect. Did you just hear Spears right? say he was oblivious? You know why he said he, that? Spears is because drunk. He, was he doesn't a, know what he's because saying Because he was right oblivious now. to how you guys were talking to him. All right, all right. One I day disagree. I'll tell you everything. I just why didn't you just take a mentor side in that? Now I'm gonna have to hear about this for the next three weeks in Facebook Messenger. All right. So uh so support uh scary Larry Dwyer's Connecticut cult classics. He's got a Hellraiser double feature coming up. Uh John Marini, what's the name of that YouTube page that is highlighting the that insane instantly Shelton dated talking about video seven? 
Video 7. And what's the owner's name of uh, Video 7? It's Bob Achille. Bob. Like Sorry. the tendon. Hang in there, Bob. Uh, and then, John, when is the sci-fi at the Strand May, double feature? Saturday, May 21st is Spaceballs and Galaxy Quest. That's cool. And Amenta, I'll give you the last word. Uh, say again when you're going to have on me and Brian. Are we ever going to be invited back to your podcast? That's what the public so, It's a great know. question. It's so a great the, question. So, so the last time you gave me balls about this on Facebook, I sent you a thing and said, so what day do you guys want to do? Passive aggressive. Um, it's completely passive 40, aggressive. What day do you, you guys want to do 48 hours? On. You're and the then, host. You know well, what they call that? Invite somebody kid. over to your house for Christmas dinner. Or do you like, oh, what time do you want to show? No, you give them a time. No, you're polite to them and, and see what works for them. And then what you polite. did is what's been kid, a year. The kids it's call it year. The kids call it being put on read. You looked at my question and then I never got an answer back. <laughs> I'm offended. I, I, I we, 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 Brian, poor Brian watched the movie. He lost a day of pay to watch 48 Brian hours. Brian would have watched it six times in his shop in the background anyway, after he finished with Mr. Majestic or something like I that. Definitely <laughs> would have great movie. Exactly. I definitely Majestic. watched it. Have you? No, I've never seen it. What? You've never, never seen 48 it. hours? That's, no, that's what was, what, where, what jail were you? Did you serve your time in from age five to 10? I was seven when it came out and I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't jumping on Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte movies at the time. I was, <laughs> I was, I was watching Star Trek two and, and stuff that interested me. And then by the time I you saw know, Star it, Trek two in the theater, here, me too. Here's uh, the funny part about the whole thing though, is I saw another 48 hours in the theaters. I just, uh, I went with friends and I, 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 don't, I we think saw it was that in like, the theater. I think it was just like, after seeing that, I was like, is that what the first one's like? Who cares? So oh, no. see, that's the problem. It's nothing like that. It's a uh, genius film. Well, we'll find out when we do our episode in All two right. or three years. Yeah. Well, John, don't feel bad because Eugene yells at me for not inviting him on my podcast. And I don't even have a podcast. Never. So <laughs> never. You know, why don't You're you ever around with Marini visiting random video stores? Well, yeah, There's well, a whole other thing going on, right? Yeah. I don't know. You guys are starting your own podcast. I don't want to ask. All right. But uh, well, if I do, we'll invite you on. How's that sound? You, guys, you can do 48 hours. All right. Thank you. In spite uh, of a mentor. Hey, how's and, everything going with the, the great give? Uh, it's going. All right. If you go to donate.valleyindie.org, trying to raise $15,000 for the Valley Indie. Right now, we're, we're 62% of the way there. Oh, good. Uh, we have raised $9,227 of our $15,000 goal. And we have until 8 p.m. tomorrow to hit that mark. It's been it's been a challenging great give in terms of, uh, of getting the, the, the these videos seen. It's, it's different from years past. So it's, it's been a bit of a slog, but we're in there. And, uh, and I don't care either way because it's just been a pleasure all day to talk to Valley Nonprofits. Uh, you know, some of the things we've had on uh, through the course of the day, literacy volunteers, you know, that's a group that helps people uh, learn to read or, or, or teaches them English if English is a second language. We had Adam's House on, which is a Shelton uh, nonprofit that has raised $21,000 so far. They're trying to raise $40,000. And that's a nonprofit that provides a free counseling service for kids who've had a loss in their family. So we had a, a woman from that organization, she lost her 19-year-old son 
uh, who was in the military at the time. And so her two other kids took part in this free program offered at this thing called Adam's House. And she was so taken by the help provided. She's now a member of the board of directors. So she's out there, uh, you know, banging the drum, getting people to donate. Uh, so it's been like stuff like that I've been talking about uh, all day. And tomorrow I'll start up again at 9 a.m. We're going to talk to Susan by we, I mean me. Susan, unless you guys want to, you guys are welcome to join in. Susan Agami from uh, the Spooner House, and that's our, our local uh, emergency shelter for people. So that's what the Great Give is about. We're talking about all, every food pantry uh, in the Valley is uh, involved, uh, homeless shelters, uh, things that, you know, the safety net, all those things uh, you can support during the Great Give. So that's my, that's my two cents on the Great Give, an online uh, fundraiser that concludes at 8 p.m. tomorrow. And also, like I've been, I interviewed first select one, Anne-Marie Dragonis of the town of Seymour. They just had a, a bad fire there. We talked about how the downtown is recovering from that or attempting to recover from that. I had on uh, the Ansonia CFO, uh, Kurt Miller, uh, was on there like an angry old man yelling at me for a half hour with Rick Dunn from the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments. Obviously, I don't need to tell any of you guys what the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments is. You guys are huge fans. Mm -hmm. uh, and tomorrow, uh, John Marini is coming back in his professional capity uh, to talk He'll about have a tie all the good on stuff. tomorrow. Tomorrow, always professional, Eugene. <laughs> yes. Always I'll, professional. I said I professional capacity. I meant your actual. You know what I mean. I'm not saying you're not professional right now. Oh, and Assumptions, I had St. Mary St. Michael School and tomorrow Assumption School is uh, coming know. on. They sent an entire script for me. I, I, do I look like I'm going to be able to read? <laughs> I have to print that out. I, uh, they, they're putting me to work. I, I need an attorney because I'm going to file some type of labor grievance against them. So that's well, what's going on. John so, is uh, here. So. Yeah, yeah, there's no conflict of interest there. All right, <laughs> so... I, I want to thank you guys for, for coming on and keeping me company uh, for a couple of minutes. This is a nice way to, to end the day. And I do appreciate, uh, I really do appreciate your time and coming on here. So I want to thank you all so much. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you Eugene. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Feel free uh, to let yourselves out. I'll go for another five minutes just to wrap up the first day of the great give. All right, man. Thank Good luck. Friends. All right. Thank you. And thanks for your uh, donate. Brian, donate. I know everybody. Thank you, everybody, for your time and donations. I don't single anybody else. See you. Although I'm going to have to sign off because I'm starting to choke to death again. But uh, yeah, all right. So that was something different, right? You don't see uh, uh, the New York Times doing the uh, crazy roundtable rambling sort of podcast presentation uh, like that. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I feel a little recharged, you know, something a little different, a little different to end the day on. And I just want to go over real quickly. Well, I want to end the day. Uh, well, first, I'll go over what's planned for tomorrow. So the live stream schedule for tomorrow, I will be back at about 8.30 a.m. Uh, to uh, continue the quest to $15,000 for valleyindy.org. Go to donate.valleyindy.org at 9 a.m. Spooner House at 10 a.m. Uh, Jim Gilday 
of uh, Derby Historical Society, Commuter Rail Council at 11 a.m. Christopher Bowen of the Seymour Board of Selectmen. Anybody who donates at least $50 to the Valley Indy between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. on Thursday, May 5th is eligible to win a $30 gift card to Coy in Ansonia. So that's pretty cool. At 12 p.m., uh, Mayor David Cassetti of the City of Ansonia, John Marini of the Corporation Council, and I believe, or I assume, Sheila O'Malley, the Economic Development Director, that triumphant will be appearing at 12 p.m. on Thursday. Thursday, May 5th, to talk about what's happening in the city of Ansonia and anybody who donates at least $50 to, by, to the Valley Indy by going to donate.valleyindy.org between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. tomorrow is also eligible to win a $30 gift card, this time to Massimino's in Ansonia at 1 p.m., the Assumption School. At uh, 2 p.m., I'm scheduled to have on Derby Mayor Rich Zekin, I believe his chief of staff, Walt Mayhew, may be making maybe making an appearance as well. And at two o'clock in that hour, anybody who donates at least $50 to the Valley Indy, donate.valleyindy.org between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. is eligible to win a $30 gift card to Riverwalk Social in Derby. At 3 p.m., I'm having on Derby's John Saku and Sean Wandell. Uh, at 5 p.m., I might have a surprise or two uh, up my sleeve. Although uh, the way it's going, uh, I don't know. I'm, this is a pretty busy day. I might have overbooked this, huh? And then it's going to conclude, or my last interview is scheduled for 7 p.m. And we're going to close it out with Jason Carlucci for a few minutes from the Dew Drop in, in, in Derby. And that's just sort of a tradition. And Jason is involved in a lot of nonprofits himself. That business definitely is community oriented. So, and during that 7 p.m. hour. Anybody who donates at least $50 between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. is eligible to win a $30 gift card from the Dewdrop Inn. And the whole thing ends at 8 p.m. And I was going to read through everyone that's donated uh, all the names, but I don't think my, my throat can take it and I don't have any beverages nearby. So I will uh, go through some of the more recent donations that weren't acknowledged earlier. Uh, Michael Kelleher, Tom H., Jody Gill, Zachary Sosnovich, Nicole Claudius, Dietra, Kurt Miller, Stephen Perry, Anonymous, Diane Stroman, Rose Ruchin, or Ruckin, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name, Emery Dragonis, Patrick Charmel, Charlie Sampson, Art and Patsy Gherkins, Anonymous Donor, uh, first name Karen, then uh, Brian Spears, who was just a guest, Gregory Gaddison, Nicole Signoli, and Al Misowitz. So those are the most recent ones. And uh, with that, I'm going to bid you a good night. I'm going to try to eat some more dinner. And I'll be back at this at 8.30 in the morning. So please, this is The Great Give. Uh, there's still You can still donate overnight to various nonprofits if you go to The Great Give you can get an idea of the prizes. You go to thegreatgive.org and hit prizes. I've been, a couple of people have asked me, several people have asked me, is there any particular time or that people should donate to the Valley Indy? And the answer is no. Uh, I've tried to incentivize uh, my own prizes, my own giving through those gift cards uh, when I mention, uh, only because I think, you know, there's so many other nonprofits and, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell people, all right, let's give, I, I don't, I just, I just chose to do it this way. So I have asked people, if you're looking for a specific time to donate, 
uh, I've tried to gear it around, you know, I'm, when, we're, when we're busiest, 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and whenever I'm doing one of those gift card uh, giveaways. So there's 21 hours left in this thing, and I will be back at around 8.30 tomorrow morning, God willing. Thank you very much. Have a good night.